Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to episode 153 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. And my name is Barbara. What's happening, Barbara? How was Wyoming? Oh my God, it was amazing. So I live in Florida, so I don't see snow at all, ever. So I'm one of those crazy Floridians that likes to go places like Wyoming and see all the snow and the mountains. And it was just way too much fun. It snowed more than 20 inches. There was snow everywhere. 20 inches? I got to shovel it. I ran in it. Played in it. It was a ball. Yeah, I saw some pictures you posted online. It looked like you guys were <laughs> in your element, but at the same time, out of your element. <laughs> yeah, us crazy Florida people in the snow. Snowmobiling was my top of my list, though, because I like to go really fast. Yeah, did you do that in Yellowstone? No, we just, a company took us yeah. on a tour. 20 miles, 10 out, 10 back. Really? And we saw elk and just really, really a great experience. It was my dad's 80th. Yeah. It's 80. Yeah. He's getting old. That's awesome. Thanks for asking. Yeah, uh, while you were there enjoying your snow here in Indiana, we got nine inches dumped on us. Wow. We didn't close the lab. It was a tough decision, but everyone came in around noon. Well, those that could make yeah. it. We have a lot of people that live out in the sticks, as we call it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they didn't make it, but we got in about noon and got most of the workout, so it didn't hurt too bad, but nothing came in. Wow. UPS wasn't running, FedEx wasn't running, and I didn't, obviously, didn't have drivers out, so you know how much of a kink that throws in production is having a whole day with nothing coming in. Is that a lot for you? Nine inches? Nine inches, it's actually a good amount, yeah. All at once? Okay. Yeah, it really shut yeah. things down here for a while. Wow. Usually we'll see nine inches over a whole winter. An inch here, Gotcha, because there. like in Wyoming, they have their shit together. They were out like cleaning it off. People were out driving. I mean, there was literally probably 12 inches that fell because we went to bed with no snow on the car and woke up to this big thing of it on the car. And <laughs> they clean the streets and your driveway and you're just out and you go like it's nothing. You hear about people down in Atlanta where they get half an inch and they shut everything down. Yeah, yeah they just that would be us. they don't have the <laughs> the equipment. I guess it's crazy. Yep. So it's March. We made it through February. Sadly, we had no lab day. That was a mm-hmm. weird experience to be at home that weekend and not see everybody and not go into the craziness that lab day is. But. Yeah, and Facebook keeps reminding everybody in the industry of where they should be and how much fun they had. Yeah, we'll get back there. Yep, yes we will. Yeah, 2022, I guess, would be the next Chicago Lab Day. But hopefully we'll still see East and West this year, but we'll see. We'll be there. Yeah, I hope so. We'll be there. So we've had many people on the podcast talking about printing in the dental industry for years. We've talked to manufacturers or technicians. Everybody's got their favorite printer. And a brand we hear a lot of positive things about is the Envision Tech printer, especially the Envision One printer. I know a lot of colleagues that have it and just sing its praises. So when Barb and I, we had the chance to talk to the man who brought Envision Tech to our industry and help involve printing to where it is today, I was super excited. Me too. Yeah. And we welcomed Al Sablani to the podcast. Al's been in the 3D printing industry since the 90s and has seen it grow in auto manufacturing, jewelry making, hearing aids, and now in the dental space. We talk about the role they played during COVID, what exciting resins they're working on, and the role lab technicians will play in an area that is quickly moving to chairside printing. So join us as we chat with Al Sablani. Hey, Barb. I called Oradent the other day about their P5 milling machine. Super. How did it go? I was introduced to the consumables Oradent offers, such as Delta Zirconia, Oradent ZR, Oradent Cutting Tools, and Quest PMMA. How convenient. You know what? You can buy the mill and the materials from them. Yeah, if you think that's convenient, you can also buy furnaces by NeighborTherm, and vacuums by Renfert. Plus, I don't have to talk to a different person every time I call. I have a rep dedicated just for me. I have heard that their service is amazing. Absolutely. 
Oradent offers high-quality cutting tools made here in the USA, and they have great options for zirconia. Delta Zirconia, which is a super cost savings for labs, and Oradent ZR, made proudly here in the U.S. of A. Do they still offer dental alloys? You know, Oradent started off manufacturing alloys and will always provide high-quality alloys for dental labs, one of the few companies in the U.S. to still manufacture their own alloys. Is there anything that they don't supply dental labs? Actually, they also offer dental scanners and a 3D printer from Shining 3D. Hold up. Does that scanner have its own design software? Actually, Oradent offers ExoCAD for your designing needs. Nice. I'm not the best with technology and setting up all of this equipment, just saying. Well, we know, but that's <laughs> fine. Oradent has a technical support team who can help with installing or troubleshooting any problems. Wow, Oradent definitely is a one-stop shop for any dental lab's needs. How do we get in touch with them? You can always call our friends at Oradent at 1-800-422-7373. Or you can visit them at their website at oradent.com. We super appreciate your support of the podcast, Oradent. Thank you so much. Voices from the Bench. The Interview. We are happy to have on the podcast today the man that brought us the Envision Tech printer, Al Sablani. How are you today? Good. I'm good. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I hear a lot about your printer from colleagues in the industry. It's always they love their Envision Tech. Oh, yeah. Envision Tech 1. I hear about that all the time. Thank you. Before we get started, I wanted to tell you that here at our lab, I talked to the owner 14 years ago. We bought an Envision Tech. Wow. Fantastic. And it was over $100,000, and it was way before its time. All we could do was print wax copings on it and then cast them. I don't know if it was user error or technology wasn't where it is now. The owner wants to know if it's under warranty still. Just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we wanted to kind of talk to you about the whole history of Envision Tech. Sure. How did it get started? So I've been in 3D printing since 1992. And I started out with a company called Helices, where we would take paper, glue it together, and cut it with a laser. And if you glue paper together, you get back to what you started with, which is a piece of wood. So by gluing layers and layers of paper together and coming out with a piece of wood, you can form anything. And that was very popular in the 1992 with the uh, automotive industry because they're used to working with wood packs to make cars. So that was really my entry into the 3D printing space. And I installed what is back known as the Laminated Object Manufacturing, LOM, in 1992. So we installed equipment at General Motors for Motor Company because, I, again, I'm from Michigan. And it was really revolutionary because it used to take about 18 weeks by carving wood to make a transmission case. And that went from 18 weeks to three days when we used the 3D printing technology. So that was my beginning in, in, in 3D printing in 1992. And those were really the very beginning of what I now call a very mainstream technology, which is 3D printing. Um, so this was my first step into it until 2008, we uh, we started the company and I wanted to deliver technology that's very highly accurate and very detailed. So we invented an Envision Tech and commercialized in 2002 the DLP technology, which everybody knows what it is today, where you use a projector to project the image and form a layer and thereby form this super high detail. So in 2002, I wanted to go to market. And the first market that was very obvious for us was the jewelry market. The jewelry mm, market yeah. required a lot of detail. And so DLP technology was a perfect fit. So in 2002, we went into the jewelry market. We became a global leader in that space. And then in 2005, I was approached by Phonak, which is the largest hearing aid company in the world. And they said, we do everything by hand. Can we 3D print ear molds and ear shells? And I said, absolutely. So we started in 2005 uh, with Phonak, and that later grew, and we became a leader in that space. And then in 2008, which is an interesting story for the dental folks, 
We used to attend a manufacturing show called Euromold in Frankfurt. Uh-huh. And a guy comes up to me and he says, oh, what does this printer do? And I said, I can print all kinds of waxes uh, for jewelry. He says, can you print a crown? I said, absolutely. We print a lot of crowns in the jewelry market. We have Swarovskis of the world, Tiffany's of the world. Those are all our customers. So printing oh, wow. a crown is very easy for us to do. And what I thought he meant was the crown that goes on top of the ring. (laughs) (laughs) He said, oh, so if I give you a crown, you can print it. And I said, absolutely. So, of course, he was always ready. And and he said, can you load up this file and and let me know what it looks like? He had somebody with him that had a file. And when I loaded up, I look at it. It looked like a tooth. And I said, what is this? He goes, oh, (laughs) that's a crown. I said, oh. I don't know if that's what you meant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you print that? I said, yeah, absolutely. So we printed that, and it took at the time, it used to take about four hours, five hours to print the crown on a full tray. And, you know, we started talking. He said, how long it will take? I said, four to five hours. He yeah. came back five hours later to look at it. He was that persistent. And then wow. after he came back, looked at it. He said, that's very interesting. I said, oh, great. I said, what, what is your company name? What do you do? He said, my name is Jim Clydewell, and I own a small lab in, in California. Oh, wow. That's so, crazy. So that was the, the entry into the dental market. And then, of course, uh, God bless her leadership, Rita Aquafera reached out to me and was very interested in, in taking 3D printing into the dental market. And we started a relationship with Zahn, the division of Henry Shine, and with Rita and the folks, we started putting all these the, this equipment, such as the one that you had. Now, back then, there was something very important. Today, when you buy a projector, it has LED technology. Back yeah. in the day, it used to be lamps, very <laughs> high-powered, expensive lamps. It was like a $1,000 light bulb or something, I remember. Exactly. Yeah. That is what is a super high-power. So just imagine that we would take a lamp that would be used to project an image which is 10 foot by 8 foot on a wall, and we would create optics to create an image which is two inches by one inch. So that's the type of power that was required to create those wax-ups. And those lamps were not that great, really reliable. They only lasted 300 hours. Fast forward till today, now we use LEDs that last 10,000, 20,000 hours. That was really where the technology has moved. Projectors back then, a high-quality industrial-grade DLP projector would cost $35,000. Today, the same projector costs $5,000. So technology has evolved. The industry has evolved. And dental is definitely front, left, and center in 2021 with all the materials that are coming on the market. Wow. So when you started, resins are a big part of printers. Were you guys fabricating and manufacturing your own resins? Absolutely. So that's one of the things that make EnvisionDAC different and 3D printing in the dental space compared to any other company. I actually, one of our sales guys, Kevin Dillon, who's him and his father has been in the industry for over 40 years, uh, showed me a brochure from 2006. And at the time, we could only print the wax up materials for doing pressing. And uh-huh. we decided that uh, in order to move the technology forward, because Envision Tech is also in many other industries, you needed to deliver the performance and the mechanical properties. So we built a team over the last 10 years of highly qualified PhD chemists that knows the dental market. And as a result, in the last three to four years, we're starting to come up with revolutionary chemistry to bring final restoration and use parts to the lab. Yeah. And now we are seeing, as a result of the cost differential on the equipment, we're seeing some great adoption cheer side. Wow. What's different with the resins that you started in dental that you were using in the jewelry industry? So as you probably know, in the jewelry industry, they don't use the dental investments where you need to invest in one hour or 45 minutes. In uh, the jewelry market, the investment burnout cycle is about 12 hours. Wow. Um, I didn't realize that. Yeah. The type of chemistry that is needed to invest something in one hour or 45 minutes like a crown and deliver a porous-free 
high quality surface finish requires a completely different set of chemistry. But that was only the beginning, right? Today, we have amazing chemistry on the denture teeth. We have amazing chemistry with the Edent 1000. Uh, We have amazing chemistry on the uh, denture base the Edent 1000 Pro. We're launching some amazing new products, metal-free partial 3D printing that mm-hmm. competes with the acetals, material that are typically machined. You know, around the corner, we have direct printing of clear aligners instead of actually doing a model in a suck down. Wow. So yeah, yeah. A, quite a bit of new and great chemistry that will be coming out in the market from Envision Tech in 2021, we have a lot of 510K filings that we hope will clear in Q1, Q2, and Q3. And so we plan to disrupt the industry to finally deliver what I call same visit restoration. That is a really big deal, in my opinion, to turn around the patient in one visit instead of two or three visits. I mean, we have totally disrupted the what I call the full arch implant dentures. Many of our customers today or prosthodontists can do same day full arch implant dentures. We have denture material today like the eDenture Pro that is performing way better than anything in the market. You can drive a truck over it. It does not break. We have teeth that are delivering mechanical properties that will be very close to ceramics with a new backbone chemistry. What changed at Envision Tech to deliver these? 15 years ago, we were a small company that was using existing chemistry. Today at Envision Tech, we synthesize new molecules to deliver groundbreaking chemistry that did not exist before. So a whole new backbone of chemistry that would deliver end-use parts for the dentist. Al, how the hell do you make a molecule? How does that even happen? I mean, what is that? So if you have a couple more hours, I can definitely uh, yeah. uh, But, uh, you know, when, when you create a new molecule and a new what is called cross-linking mechanism, it's all about the strength of the bonding between molecules and their ability to withstand the temperature in the body, yeah. the water in the mouth, the all the junk that people eat every day without staining. Mm-hmm. So there's a, quite a bit. And we have an advantage over everybody else. We started developing chemistry in 2004. Uh, and so we built a great chemistry R&D lab. And because we were in the heating aid market, where heating aids have to survive humidity, sunscreen, a senior citizen dropping and stepping over mm-hmm. it, somebody sitting in Florida in a senior citizen home in sun all day so it doesn't age. So we have a lot of chemistry background in the medical device manufacturing. We took all that know-how and we moved it into the dental market. And that's why we have great products that we have today and we continue to deliver to the dental market. That's cool. Where is your company located, Al? So Envision Tech's North American headquarters is in Dearborn, Michigan. And we have facilities all over the world, California, UK, Germany, Ukraine, Canada. And I'm not sure if you knew, but last week we became part of Desktop Metal, a public company. And so now we are part of the largest cap size company in the 3D printing space. One of the exciting things that uh, I've worked with the, our CEO of Desktop Metal, is Rick Fallop, is to develop something very interesting that you will see in the market. Uh, with the know-how in the metal, we brought the metal and the polymers together. So what you're going to see in Q2 is some really disruptive metal chemistry in chrome, cobalt, and in titanium we're going to be able to do to the dental industry something that's never been done before. There's a lot of very expensive metal laser sintering machines today to do your full partial frames. Yeah. And with the new binder jet technology from desktop metal, we're going to be able to run 10 times faster and deliver 10 times more throughput at the same price. So there's some really exciting metal technology moving into the space And we plan to release that in Q2, and we're really excited about that. Am I reading between the lines that we're going to be printed abutments? You are definitely reading above and below and between the lines. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. So I was wondering, how is the whole COVID this past year, how has that changed the way that you guys are doing business and marketing these things and getting it out to 
labs and clinicians. So I think this is really a very interesting story because, as you probably know, around March, we got hit really bad with the COVID-19 and all the labs were shut down. So our dental part of the business took a big hit. I was lucky enough that I was contacted by the White House Task Force Mm. on how do we solve the problem of coming up with NP swabs that are used for COVID-19 testing. Mm. Yeah, There was uh, only... 600,000 swabs available from Copan in Italy with 350 million people to test uh, in the U.S. So we were told Envision Tech is a global leader in medical device. We see a lot of filings on the FDA. So you guys know how to do chemistry very quick. What do you have in your portfolio that can deliver a 3D printed swab that can do the same thing that Copan did? And I remember at the time, the president has flown Air Force planes to go to Italy to pick up some more swabs because we only had like 300 or 500,000 swabs at the time. And all they could pick up was 500,000 swabs. So there was a state of panic. We worked very closely with the Harvard teaching hospital, BitMC, and in 22 days, we were able to deliver a 3D printed class one medical device that could be used that performed as good or better than the one we were buying from Italy. And that was an amazing thing because all of a sudden, we went from being a 3D printing company to being a provider of a swab. And we set up operations within two weeks and we went from printing 100,000 swabs a day to printing up to 500,000 swabs a day. But the big story, which is very interesting, is we said all these labs are closed. All these dental labs work with medical devices. We have an incredible network of users of the Envision one that allows us to print a lot of swabs if we deploy those labs. So why don't we do this? Let's go out and reach all these labs that are shut down and say, why don't you help us with the effort? Let's contribute to the cause and try to get as many people tested. So I picked up the phone and I called Louis Vera DSG Mm-hmm. I taught mm-hmm. meta oral arts. And within three weeks, we had 400 machines in the network that were printing thousands of swabs or hundreds of swabs every day, depending on the availability of employees. And literally that allowed me to reopen over 100 labs in the U.S. that were completely shut down. And that was really an amazing experience because it showed the power of 3D printing Mm -hmm. and that you can actually solve some critical problems and allow businesses that have adopted the Envision Tech technology to deploy their systems in a field that they've never done before. And that was really exciting. That's a fantastic story. I love that. Wow. I've probably had one of your swabs up my nose at some point. I'm sure you did because we have shipped millions of swabs through our customer network. I mean, we have customers that have printed three, four hundred thousand swabs. And believe me, those swabs were being used up quite a bit until the original supply came back into play and we were able to set up the standard method of making them, which is injection molding. But we filled the gap. We solved the problem and I did it with our dental customer base. And I'm really proud of that. Yeah. Yeah. What resin was used? Did you have to design a new resin or was somebody using like Nightguard resin or something? So Nightguard resin is a very dangerous resin because it is brittle. If you can imagine that somebody's putting something up your nose and if it breaks, you need an ENT over time to do that. So what we did, (laughs) and that was a beautiful thing, is we actually used a material that we have already had all the medical testing on it from the hearing aid market. So we took our product portfolio in R&D and we took a material. We got that material tested so it passed all the bio requirements so it can handle the PCR testing by working with the Harvard Medical School and Dr. Arnold there, who's the director of the microbiology lab. And in 22 days, we were up and running and we were very much 
printing and a production capacity to satisfy the needs and the demand. That is so cool. So do you guys have to like design the swab and then send that to all of your clients so that everybody does it similarly? Is it in the software? Absolutely. So what we did is we actually sat down and looked at what is the standard that's been used in the last 40 years for PCR testing, not necessarily for COVID, but any kind of flu virus that hits, you know, the planet. And we designed one that is capable of collecting the virus in the same efficiency as this golden standard, which is Copan. And then we did is we created an IFU and instructions for use. So we would reach out to a small lab that has less than 10 people in the lab and can print 2,400 swabs a day. And we gave them the file. We gave them the job that goes on the printer. All they had to do was click play, take them out, wash them, send them to us. And then we would send them to a sterilization facility, package them in a sterilized packaging, and then send them to our customer base. So the dental labs printed the swabs based on a an approved workflow. Mm-hmm. And we were able to do that within one month for over 100 labs. Wow, that's fantastic. Do those swabs need to get cured? So those swabs, they're, they're taken out, they're washed with alcohol, they're yep. cured, then oh, they okay. are sterilized and put in a, a sterilization pouch. Sure, so you still had to cure them, but still, that's amazing. Yeah, the curing time was about six minutes. So we were printing 400 swabs in four hours. So on the average, every printer was printing 100 swabs per hour. And we were buying all the swabs. So we got all the contracts from all the states because they wanted a finished product. So we told all those labs, well, buy the swab. You cure them, you wash them, you label them so we can have a quality control system in place. You ship them to us. Then we took them. We QC'd them. We knew that they passed. We sterilized them. We packaged them. We labeled them and we ship them to the states. You know, we have states that bought millions at a time. Wow. That's unbelievable. That's like a small army. It's crazy. And it was really very interesting because you can imagine the stress on all the lab owners when their businesses were shut down. Oh, yeah. yeah. We closed the gap in income for a lot of the labs for almost a three month to four month period. That's cool. You're a hero in so many ways. Well, I think we are all are. It was a team effort. If it wasn't for the dental lab owners, the people that did the work on the chemistry, the people that work on the design of the swab, it was everybody. It was a little effort from everybody, but we delivered. And this is really what I'm proud of is the fact that we worked with our customers to develop a solution that was badly needed. And during that process, we managed to help them financially bridge the gap. Yeah. Wow. A lot of us needed that help. You're talking about doing a final restoration that's coming out soon. Can you talk a little bit more about that? I mean, how is it comparable to the restorations we're making now? So, look, I think that historically speaking, there was um, ceramics, injection molded teeth, and then uh, hybrids, right? So the ceramics have always fared very well. When you look at the zirconia space or whether you look at the lithium disilicate space or all the different spins to the chemistry in that bracket between lithium disilicate and zirconia. And uh, the ceramic space has kind of been stuck with a big gap between the ceramics and the... So we're talking about 125 to 150 megapascal flexural strength. Mm-hmm. And then you start at 400 on the lithium disilicates and you go up to 900 to 1200 megapascals on the zirconia powder uh, type yeah. of ceramics. So we think that Envision Tech will definitely be bridging the gap so that we can actually get closer to the performance of lithium disilicates and deliver permanent restorations. With one thing that we hope will happen, which is really a big deal, is today a 3D printed crown by insurance company is only accepted as a a low-cost solution, as a temporary. Mm -hmm. And we really want to make sure that one of the efforts that we should all work towards is convincing the insurance companies that these materials are going to be permanent restorations as good as lithium disilicate, and therefore they should pay the dentist what they're valued at. Yeah. How do you go about dealing with that? Do you have certain dentists that you have that do R&D for you and that work with you? And, and, and Absolutely. Absolutely. And- we have a great a group of KOLs. 
Mm-hmm. We also work very closely with the universities. You, you will see a lot of studies coming out this year from many of what I call uh, very advanced digital dentistry type of schools, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, the work we're doing with Dr. Wally Rennie, Dr. Nathaniel at the University of Alabama, Dr. Christopher Silvoy. Uh, we have a lot of KOLs that we work with on the dentist side. And then we also have KOLs like uh, Lou Kang at LSK, Oral Arts. We work with all these guys, Matt Winstead at Oral Arts, in order to deliver some clinical feedback on how well these products are performed compared to you know, what is accepted as a permanent restorations. Uh, we work with DSG, Lou Azera, and Damon Lias, and, and all these guys in order to prove out the performance of the product, whether on the denture side, which I think is going to be what I, uh, you know, I call 2021 is the year of uh, dentures and full arch implant dentures. Yeah. And of course, with the desktop metal acquisition of Envision Tech, there will be some really groundbreaking changes in the metal printing uh, for the labs. I think that's going to be an exciting part. So yes, to answer your question, we rely on KOLs that are very well respected in the industry on the dental side, uh, on the chair side, and on the lab side. Okay, thank you. So these these final crowns, they're going to be as much strength as a zirconia, or it's going to be like in between a lithium desilicate and a, a zirconia? I think we will definitely be approaching, we'll be definitely approaching the lithium disilicates. And remember, yeah. the idea here is that what, what makes 3D printing exciting is the fact that it's an additive product, not a subtractive process. I mean, today mm-hmm. with the Envision one or the D4K Pro, we launched for the chair side. The 4K D4K Pro is the highest resolution 3D desktop printer in the world today. Mm-hmm. And we always deliver the latest and the greatest primarily because we invented the technology. Mm-hmm. So on the Envision one, on the D4K, you're going to be able to print a custom restoration in nine to 10 minutes. So the goal here, and your cost is going to be significantly lower than actually milling a block. And so we're definitely excited about what's to come. I don't want to upset a lot of my marketing folks and the sales staff because they don't want to talk about what's to come, but they'd rather sell what's available today. So, but the future of dentistry is amazing. A chair side is going to be disrupted. The denture material and the denture teeth that are coming out are going to definitely change dentistry. The affordability of the cost is going to be drastically different. I mean, today when we look at Dentsplice, Sorona, Lucitone type of yeah. printed, they talk about a $65 for a denture. We're going to be going to the market with an average price of $20 for a full denture. I mean, that is about a three and a half X difference, three to three and a half X difference in costing. And that's going to make it more affordable. And we yeah. hope that by making it more affordable, we're actually making it more accessible to people that cannot afford very expensive dentures. So economy dentures and premium dentures are definitely going to be available this year. And you'll hear a lot more from Envision Tech and Desktop Metal on that. Yeah. Is it going to be printed teeth? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. 3D printing is printing everything. So we don't believe the idea of actually printing the base and using car teeth. We believe that everything should be printed and everything should be printed in one visit. The idea here is what is the turnaround time and how much chair time do you have on that chair? We want to increase the profit margin per hour for the dentist, and we don't want him to bring the patient twice or three times. We want to do it in one visit. Single visit wow. restoration. That's the goal that Envision Tech, and that's where we see digital dentistry going. So you're talking about a clinician having his own desktop and printing his own dentures for his patients? Absolutely. And and you'll hear more about people wow. that will be adopting this technology and we'll be having a lot of announcement in that space on a DSO scale. Okay. Wow. Yeah, but what about us labs? What are we going to be printing? Exactly. Here's what I think labs should be printing. And this is what I see where the labs are going to play. You know, I come from industries that we have disrupted. So you can imagine if I can go back a little bit and talk about jewelry. In jewelry, it used to take two to three days to hand 
carve a wax ring. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Today, I can print 18 different designs of the most intricate jewelry rings in less than two hours in wax. Yeah. Okay. So we, we progress in that. Yeah. In 2008, we were able to print 35 crowns in four hours. Today, we can print 35 crowns in one hour. Mm-hmm. So we constantly improving speed and performance. And so where the lab is going to play is the labs should, and this is a very important discussion that I've had it with some of the major players in the dental space. The lab should become the digital advisor. The lab should be doing all the designs because I do believe at least today in the next 24 months or the 36 months that the doctor does not have the time or can afford the cost of actually doing the designs on site. What we believe in, we believe that the lab should be the designer of the restoration, the designer of the denture, the designer of the metal-free partial. The doctor will talk to the lab, tell them what he wants. They'll do the design and then they will send it to the printer at the doctor's office. And all the doctor has to do is remove it from the printer. The digital workflow efficiency today still requires the expertise of the dental lab. That does not take away from the fact that there are cases that no matter what you do, no matter how much technology progresses, there is still a big play for some of the cases that require all the creativity and the know-how and the knowledge of labs. But for things like night guards, soft night guards, drill guides, dentures, the lab is going to be more on the design side and the lab will benefit from that. So I think that the best thing that a lab can do is create this efficient digital connection on the design side between the lab and the dentist that they work with. I can see the pros to that too, because you know it's going to force the clinicians to do proper bites and proper scans because they're going to be owning that part of the fit and the function and all of that, and the labs are designing them. So there's a lot of clinicians that aren't the best at you know taking impressions <laughs> and setting up dentures. So I completely agree with you, and I, and I think what plays into that, and I'm glad you brought that up, is look. We started, as you mentioned, Elvis, earlier, we started with a printer that cost $125,000 that Mm -hmm. you had in your lab. Today, the same printer with the same performance is an $11,000 printer, E4K Pro. Now, let's go back one more time. If you look at the three shape scanners, they were thirty-five to fifty thousand. That supplies mm-hmm. intraoral scan with thirty-five to fifty thousand. Last mm-hmm. year we hit the twelve thousand mark on the intraoral scanners. I do believe that in twenty twenty-one we will definitely, on a retail scale, will break the ten thousand mark for a scanner to own. And I yeah. think that will drive adoption because the adoption was originally limited to the elite or the big labs or the high performing dentists that can charge mm-hmm. a lot of money. At five to ten thousand dollars, you're gonna get great adoption. So a lot of this impression taking deficiencies that we used to see in the lab would suffer from when the doctor sends them something and expects the impossible. Yeah. Um, that <laughs> is gonna go away. And that can only go away because the intraoral scanners are becoming commoditized. Just like the printer went from 125 to 10,000 to 7,000, you're going to see the same thing with the intraoral scanner. The big play is going to be in what material are you going to get that you can use on your 3D printer to deliver whatever the patient needs in the same day visit. And that's really where, where I see this playing this year. Wow. That's exciting. I know you're in a lot of other industries. Are the other industries as exciting as dental when it comes to all the different possibilities? Are jewelers get excited as we do? So you can imagine that jewelers get more excited because it used to take two to three days in 2002 to do one ring, a very complex ring with micro paves, lots of diamonds, Today, they can print 20 rings in two hours in wax, and it takes an average of 15 to 20 minutes to design a ring. So the software capabilities has become easy enough to do that. If you look at the history of 3D printing, the Uh disruption in the jewelry market we did in 2003, and the heating aid market 
custom 95% of it was done all by hand. And custom went from 95% to almost 5% by hand, 90% 3D printing in 2005. In 2008, we started with the dental and we got some good penetration, but it's an eco system, right? You have to have a design software that is easy to use, very few clicks. Yeah. And then you need an, a capturing device, meaning the scanner, to be affordable. So once you bring the capturing, the design, and the printing, and you couple that with good material, you're going to end up disrupting the industry. So why is dental interesting right now? Especially because the scanner is affordable, the printer is affordable, and the material set that's being developed by us and many others are taking it to the next level. That's why dentistry is exciting right now. I'm sure in three to five years, it will, you know, just like in the hearing aid market, just like in the jewelry market, it will continue to evolve. But right now it's on a very hockey stick trajectory in terms of adoption because things are becoming more affordable yeah we're just in the cusp of it of everything being exciting and everything happening absolutely maybe you don't know this but are they taking digital impressions of people's ears is that a thing or is it how do you even take an impression of an ear so there's two ways you could do it you actually shove silicone in their ear gross and then you scan the impression and you send it to the lab digitally or what you do is there are some, just like there's intraoral scanners for the teeth, there are intra-ear scanners uh, for scanning the ear and the drum. No kidding. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Interesting. Absolutely. Yeah, you can look at, like, you know, one company is Lantos, L-A-N-T-O-S. That's one of them. So some of the bigger companies also, like GN Retail, have shown some intra-ear scanners. So it's the same thing. It's all about capture, design, yep. Print with the proper material. So as every industry evolves, it has to deliver those items and it has to deliver them affordably so you can get mass adoption. For dentistry, this is the year. That's so interesting. Do you have different printers for different industries or do all the industries use the same printer to do different things? No, actually, we have a lot of printers for a lot of industries. So we have printers that can do composites for UAVs, where we can print carbon fiber mats. We have printers that can print materials like Altem. So we have a material called 3955, which is actually a polymer that is a solid block. And then you have to heat it up to 150 degrees Fahrenheit to 3D print with it. But that is a material, for example, that's approved by Airbus for printing parts that go inside the cabin. So it's fire resistant. It's toxic resistant. So there's different machines for different industries. And of course, dentistry is really on the smaller size type of printers, uh, Mm -hmm. but we do have very large printers. So in, in the foundry industry, we have printers that are one meter by two meters uh, that can print sand molds that can do pumps for you know the cruises for the engines for the cruises uh wow yeah so we have some very large printers and so dentistry is one of the printers that are more on the smaller scale but we definitely have very big printers on the metal side we have printers that can print up to 10 million parts a year so that's a really different game. And so different industries definitely require different type of printers. But we are very excited about what we are offering to the dental market. I mean, if you look at our Envision one, uh, speeds up to five inches per hour in wow. Z direction. Ten years ago, we used to print in a day. Today, we print in hours. Now we are getting to the print in minutes. And that's very yeah. important for ShareSide. Wow. So the Envision Tech 1, that's the one I hear a lot about. What makes that one so different? Or the one that we hear more about from labs? In 2005, I and my team at Envision Tech invented DLP technology. And in 2005, we started working on continuous digital light manufacturing. That's why they, it's called the Envision 1 CDLM, which stands for Continuous Digital Light Manufacturing. And when you use this technology, and this is really important for dentistry and any dentist to understand this concept. When you print, in the past, you print in a layer and then you peel the layer and you stitch it to the previous layer. Mm -hmm. So when you do that process, 
and you're not building without peeling the strength in the Z direction. So imagine you're actually printing a denture and you are trying to put loading from your teeth when you grind. The strength in Z is very important. So when you print in the standard DLP technology, the strength in Z is 50 to 60% less than the strength in X and Y. By using the Envision one, because you are not actually peeling the layer, the strength in Z is the same as X and Y. So we call ah. that isotropic parts. That becomes extremely relevant as dentistry moves towards final restorations. You can have a final restoration where the strength of Z is half that on X and Y. So isotropicity is key. And the Envision one delivers that because... I kind of want to simplify it when I talk about it. And we all know the air hockey table. Yeah. yeah. You know how the hockey puck is floating because of the oxygen on the table, right? Mm -hmm. So that air hockey puck is a layer. And that layer is floating on top of the table. Now, that's the CDLM technology. So when you create the next layer, you're not peeling away because it's floating in the air. So there's no layering. But ah. when you actually build with the original technology, which everybody now has copied, even though we have the strongest portfolio on DLP of over 140 patents, imagine now that air hockey table and you turn off the oxygen. Now your air hockey puck is attached to the surface of the table. And imagine because you cured the resin that it's glued. So now all of a sudden, you have what is equivalent to a Band-Aid that is actually glued to the top surface of a, a hair hockey table, and you yeah. need to peel it up. By peeling it up, you create micro cracks between the layers, and that's why the strength in Z is never as good as everything else. So if you want to adopt 3D printing, and if you want to move the next level of permanent restoration, you must adopt the technology that delivers isotropic part. This is so important, and it's a bit more engineering, but I think it's important for the general dentist and the general lab owner to understand the difference because the future of dentistry is very relevant when you talk about isotropic parts. Well, that's a great analogy because as you were walking me through that, I could understand it completely. <laughs> Yeah, me too. <laughs> you articulated it, so for sure. It almost sounds like that has to be the standard if we're going to be doing final restorations printing. Absolutely. There's no way around it. And I'll give you something more interesting. And I can talk so much about it before somebody's going to start screaming at me because they're looking <laughs> at me that I need to slow down here. Imagine that you want to print a clear aligner. The uh -huh. average thickness of a clear aligner is 0.35 millimeters. Now think about it, take the air hockey table and get a Band-Aid that's only 0.35 millimeter or the thickness of a clear liner and tape it. Now you're going to peel it and you're going to build a 10 millimeter average height of a material that's 0.35 millimeters. <laughs> if you try to build that with the standard technology without the floating layer, without peeling forces, you can distort that aligner. So if you plan on getting into direct aligner 3D printing, you need a technology that allows you to build layer on top of a layer without any weakness between the layers, what is called the interlayer strength. And this tape, super thin strand, every time you peel it, it's going to be weaker and weaker as you stack them up and they're very thin. So if you want to get into direct printing of clear aligners, you cannot adopt the technology of standard peeling. You need the air hockey table technology or what we call it in Vision Tech, CDLM technology, continuous digital light manufacturing. That's pretty cool. Well, I know you don't want to talk too much about what's coming out. So I'd like to actually talk about something that I find very interesting, that you do a lot of 3D printing within the entertainment industry. What do you guys do for them? What sort of things have you worked on that we would know? Well, so I have to be careful because I'm under okay. a lot of NDAs, but what I can share with you is things that we've gotten clearance on. So we did The Pirates, which is a Sony entertainment film through one of the... <laughs> 
big houses that does printing. 20,000 characters were printed for the movie. Oh, wow. So you printed everything in that movie? Because that's like a stop animation movie, wasn't that it? That's correct. Every single one was printed, 20,000 of them were printed with the different facial movements to create the movie. Wow. That's nuts. We did RoboCop. We did a lot of movies for one of the largest entertainment companies in the U.S. and the world that I can't mention their name. Uh, Okay. A lot of animation (laughs) movies, but I'm sure it's clear that we have played a big role. We have on the toy industry, which is really gaining a lot of traction because a lot of these digital games have characters that are printed. Uh A lot of people that are printing thousands of characters that are associated with games that are played between people across the whole world and they get to exchange these games between themselves. Uh We've done a lot with the toy companies, the Hasbros and the Mattels of the world. So we've done quite a bit in that space. And that's actually growing quite astronomically to the point that actually Amazon has actually set up a whole section that's dedicated to printing of characters. Really? Wow. How did you know that, Elvis? website. Wow, that's pretty impressive. (laughs) That is super neat. I always like to hear about things that we deal with in our labs on a daily basis and where else it's in the world. I find it fascinating that, you know, we're printing models and night guards and crowns and here's somebody else doing kind of the same thing, but with toys and action figures. I find that fascinating. And this is the beauty of 3D printing. It could be deployed into multiple industries. So believe it or not, on one day, I'm talking to people in aerospace. Another day, I'm talking to a huge, probably the largest maker of cell phones in the world. <laughs> Another day, I'm talking to a guy who wants to make fishing lures in Iowa. <laughs> and so that's the beauty of it. There's not one day that we're talking about one product. So we touch about 12 different industries, sporting goods, consumer products, packaging, current coffee machine type of product, Cobra Golf drivers. It's really very interesting. And that's the beauty that why I enjoy doing this so much. And I continue to do it in full capacity because I have access. But you brought up something interesting like in the lab, right? So in the lab, you know, one of the biggest issues that we face today is that because of the pandemic, the prices of alcohol has gone up by a factor. Oh, yeah. Right? I'll give you something that nobody knows that will be exclusive to you guys is that next week we are launching a water washable material for printing models. What? Yes. We are launching, and this is exclusive to you guys, the E-Aqua model, the first water washable resin that you basically take it out of the printer, you put it in an ultrasonic tank with tap water, you run it for 10 minutes and it's ready to be cured and used. And guess what? Even more interesting. We also have a $300 filtration system, system, not a one-time use, that you can take that water once a week and refilter that water to the point that it becomes crystal clear. So not only have we completely avoided the usage of isopropyl alcohol, but we are recycling the water. So we are very excited as part of our, what I call it, Envision Tech, the 21st digital dentistry offers is making the world a green place, making the lab use less hazardous materials, making the lab more green, and really contributing to make the world a better place. We are looking to deliver a carbon-free world, a place where it's free from carbon and a green place for the labs. That's huge. Yeah. That yeah, is yeah. absolutely huge. And it not only just water, it's just tap water. I don't have to go out and buy distilled water or anything. That's pretty cool. Absolutely. Yep, tap water that you can reuse and you can filter. Reuse, yeah. Oh, thank you. That's huge because yeah. I literally just bought four gallons of alcohol and it was like over $100. It was just So nice. you can imagine right now, you can use the e-aqua model and your cost is basically zero because even that five gallon of water that you're going to use, every Friday you can filter it out and you get almost... I'm not recommending that, but almost water drinkable again. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I was wondering if you were going to say that. <laughs> Do not try it at home. No. <laughs> Do not try that at home. That's correct. But, but, but by all means, I mean, this is really disruptive. Again, our effort, what we call the 21st century digital effort, is to make the place carbon-free and green. That's our effort, and that's what we strive for. So we're really excited about what's coming, and I'm really looking forward to see how this whole digital technology and market transform to what I've seen in other industry, whether in the jewelry or whether in the hearing aid market, move from uh, let me try it to it is something I need and it's an, an important part of our business. <laughs> yeah. Well, with all the industries you work with and all the people you talk to, I only imagine that the dental industry is the best. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> of course, if you say so, Elvis. <laughs> yes. Okay. Just needed to get that on record. Awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I'll tell you what, it's, it's kind of interesting because dentistry in general and the lab business have transformed from a purely analog, hands-on technology to really adoption of digital dentistry and using design digital tools and using 3D printing. I have to tell you that I'm very impressed with the fact that a lot of the people who owned labs that have been doing it for years, 30, 40 years in the business, have really embraced digital dentistry and did not fight it. I mean, mm -hmm. I think that I have to give credit for the dental lab industry in general that we did not get the pushback on adoption by old timers that we got in the jewelry industry, for example. And yeah. I think that's what's gonna drive a faster adoption of the technology, digital dentistry uh, in, in the space. And I think that's probably something I have to give credit to the dental lab owners. I agree and well said. Yeah. Well, awesome, Al. I mean, we came up on an hour real quick. That was fascinating. I loved hearing the story of Envision Tech and all the great things you guys are doing. Yes, we're really excited about what's coming and, and, and looking forward to showcasing more. The D4K product that we launched is really doing well. The highest resolution 3D printer for chair side and small lab. And the Envision one, of course, is the belle of the ball. Everybody wants to date her because she is <laughs> very quick. And she's very fast, she's very pretty, and she can deliver. So we're very excited about Envision Tech, Envision One product, and of course, the Extreme 8K, which we'll be announcing in two weeks, which is the largest DLP printer in the world. It's actually 70% larger than the product called L1 by another company, but it will be 70% larger at one third the cost of what's out there. So really excited about what's coming out for high volume labs, for small to mid size, and of course, chair side. And it's a materials game and we are going to lead it. And with the merger with Desktop Metal, we are now the largest publicly traded company. And so we will have the resources to deliver on the dream of same day, within an hour, digital dentistry. Uh, That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, cool things. Well, thanks so much, Al. We appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thank you for having Thank me. You. It was fantastic. Yeah, we will see you soon and talk to you later. Absolutely. Thank you again. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Using 3D printed Denka temporary resin is the easy, fast, clean, and accurate way of creating natural looking temporary restorations using Denka temporary Crown & Bridge 3D print resin. This new temporary material is FDA cleared, biocompatible, photo curable, and can be printed super fast. That patient can be temporized with the highest quality temporary crown that lasts a minimum of one full year in the mouth. Denka Crown & Bridge Temporary features excellent lifelike aesthetics and shade matching capability with Vita shades A1, A2, A3, A3, A3.5, B1, B2, and Pleach. Denka Temporary Crown & Bridge Resin is validated for use with the Asiga Max, Asiga Pro 2, Asiga Pro 4K, and the Whitmix VeraBuild printers. And it's also validated for the curing units Uvatron, Sunray 400, and Teleray 600, and the CureBox Plus. 
For more information, visit Whitmix.com. We appreciate your continued support of the podcast, Whitmix. A big, huge thanks to Al for coming on our podcast. It's truly amazing to see the journey that Envision Tech printers have made over the years. From Elvis's, of course, Mr. Elvis's, his super expensive older printer to the amazing technology they seem to have mastered now. And now we understand it better after Al explained it. And for some reason, I have a desire to play air hockey. Can you imagine that, Elvis? I know. It's weird how that worked. (laughs) So super excited for the model resin that doesn't need to be washed and the expensive environment harmful alcohol that most labs use by the barrel. Not good stuff. So head over to InventionTech.com to learn more about what this innovative company is doing in the dental space And rest assured that additive manufacturing is all we will doing for many, many years to come. It's awesome. Al's talking about printing abutments and crowns. Can you imagine what's going to be next? I mean, what are we going to be doing? Printing screws? I was thinking something sexual, but you had to say it for me. So, yeah, I guess so. Get your mind out of the gutter, Barb. (laughs) Well, on that note, that's all we got for you. Have a good week. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. in a hurry, so I'll make it fast.